the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I've put together a sheet on commodities. I get a lot of quotes, a lot of questions about commodities. And a lot of people really kind of see the speculation of them. Oil creates the illusion of completely changed life, life without work, life for free. Oil is a resource that anesthetizes thoughts, blurs visions, and corrupts. That was from one of the Shaw of Shaws. As a man who lived in the Middle East, he was kind of saying, this is good stuff. Christopher Buckley once said, oil they would buy from anyone, from Satan. <laughs> if you need your economy running, yeah, you're going to buy oil from Satan, I think. Right? So oil is one of those commodities that we all kind of understand, oil and coal. Now, how do you understand the commodity corn or, you know, uh, hog, hog futures? And have you ever watched Trading Places with Eddie Murphy? There's a pretty funny line in it, and he's with Dan Aykroyd, and they basically get set up by these rich guys in a kind of a Pygmalion tale of we can trans we can transform a poor ghetto black man into a refined investment advisor. So these two old guys are playing games with these two younger guys, and uh, there's a scene in it where it's all about orange juice. And you, know, you could see lying and people setting each other up and such to kind of maximize gains based on weather or based on freezes or hurricanes or what have you. That's where commodities get kind of interesting because they are tied towards Mother Nature and planet Earth. You know, if you take a look at some of the, the big names of, of commodities, you get like crude oil and natural gas and gold. Gold is used for making jewelry. So there's a tie into India and China. But gold is also a hedge against, it's kind of a financial standard against the dollar. I love gold. Natural gas, and we're not talking about the methane bursts, outburst of your child's you know, dairy air. Whoa. We're talking about electric utilities by natural gas as an input to make electricity. The other main commodity electric utility companies use to make electricity is thermal coal and Coal's considered bad, dirty. Crude oil is used to make oil related products like gasoline, jet diesel, and heating oil. Copper is used in building construction. So when you see the price of copper going up, maybe it's because businesses are excited. They're building buildings, uh, electrical equipment, transportation equipment. Copper is an indicator when you see it, it range in price on maybe future activity. Not always. Sometimes there's a shortage. Sometimes there's a mine that you know, blows up or something like that. 
There's more than 50 pounds of copper in a typical U.S. automobile. Building wire and plumbing have been the two top markets in the, in the recent you know years in the United States. So building wire and plumbing. Again, when do we put plumbing in new buildings? Steel is a uh, commodity that, I, I don't know, I think it used to be more important than it is today because it's used to make skyscrapers, bridges, and amongst other big structures, right? The auto industry accounts for about 12% of it. So you could kind of look at steel and see when it, it firms in demand and when it weaks in demand. And maybe it has something to do with you know the number of cars being sold or the number of skyscrapers, but it still doesn't work quite as well for me. How about some like some crazy, crazy commodities, right? We're practically giving them away. Platinum and palladium, you know what they're used for? Catalytic converters in cars. Zinc is used to coat and protect steel from corrosion. It's also real good against sunburns, right? Grains such as corn are used to feed cattle. More so than to make you Wheaties. Cattle has a big cost of refrigeration. Same thing with same thing with pork bellies. It's more expensive to freeze the pork belly than it is to raise a hog and kill it. Poor Porky. Wheat's used as feed cattle as well. Wheat's also used to make breads, bake goods, and other things. Some corn's used to make ethanol. Ethanol just got a big push in the United States again. And a lot of people hate ethanol. I know, it's, it's kind of a weird thing to say out loud. Soft agricultural commodities like sugar, coffee, rice, and cocoa are a little bit more straightforward, right? Coffee, obviously, when you see the price of coffee change, it could obviously clearly affect Starbucks. So a fungus in Brazil or a massive rainfall, which leads to funguses and such, could uh, kill the uh, coffee business and make the inflationary pressures hit someone like um, a Starbucks. There's a lot of commodity indexes which show inflation as commodities get more expensive. It's a cost that typically the producers have to suck up, and then they decide, do they pass it on to you or me? And that's why we, we follow commodities. Now, you could follow the hard commodities. You could follow the... Um, the metals. You can, well, you can make your decisions, but you do kind of need to stay in touch with the stuff. The CRB is the most popular index. And again, I don't expect you to do this, but it tracks 19 commodities. It tracks aluminum, which is used in airplanes, copper, gold, wheat, silver, heating oil, orange juice, natural gas, corn, lean hog, sugar, coffee, cocoa, soybeans, oil, gasoline, cattle, and nickel. Now, there's even more commodities out there, like feeder cattle and live cattle. And you're like, my head's about to explode. And I get it. In 2016, the CRB hit a 43-year low, which was telling us there wasn't a lot of inflation just a couple years ago. And since then, we've seen the CRB move a little bit higher and created a little bit of inflation, which means you and I have a little less money and corporations make a little less money. And not a problem yet, but looking ahead, you, you do look at commodities forecasts. The World Bank is forecasting that commodities overall will continue rising, right? It's forecast that prices for energy, which is like oil and natural gas and coal, will rise about 4% on average. So you, you kind of want a 2 to 4%. 
But you see companies that sometimes have direct exposure to these commodities like ExxonMobil. If you see the price of oil surge, it's going to help ExxonMobil. If you see Barrick Gold, if you see gold prices surge, it's going to help them. Caterpillar, obviously a play in construction. Um, they want to, you want to keep an eye on farming and construction. Like if corn demand goes higher, we're going to need more John Deere tractors, more caterpillars. So if copper goes higher, maybe it's caterpillars your direct play. If corn goes higher, maybe it's deer is your stock play. So just know that like there's a lot going on. There's OPEC, there's Russia, there's China, there's the United States where we make deals to you know mow down our fields in order to you know push prices higher for farmers. Like there's crazy stuff that goes on in the commodity markets, but it's fun to watch. If you want to report on commodities, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com, and I'll send you the basics that you need to know. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And you have to kind of balance that work slash pleasure genetic code inside of you that like which is your balance um i didn't want to work till the day i died when i was 18 that was my genetic code that was i didn't want to work till the day i died i wanted to find a beautiful person and sell beaches sell oranges on the beach in my 50s i know you're saying that's not really that great of an idea (laughs) you know but you'd have the beach was my thought but as I got older, my demands and my issues changed, obviously, when you get married. Uh, suddenly, you want to make sure that that person's taken care of in case something happens to you. So instead of selling oranges with a beautiful person on the beach, you're like, well, I, I want to sell oranges with her. But you know what happens if I can't end up doing it? I still want to be with her and love her. And then you add in the factors of kids, and again, your, your priorities will change. Uh, I'm coming off a vacation season where I took some time off. I really unplugged. Um, it was good for me. You could you could already sense it. I feel like I have to get back to work and work a little bit harder for you. Um, and that's a good thing. It's it's a refresher, right? But also I got to have you know the holidays with my kids, and that that's pretty darn good too. So anyway, let's um, tell you what I do. Like getting back into the the flow of things. You know, um, this morning a couple hours ago, I tuned into the BBC to kind of get a feel on what's going on with the UK Parliament and the whole UK and Brexit. Um, there's a big vote coming up on the 15th of January. And again, that's something the market's a little sensitive to. You know, if you ever had like tooth pain, you're a little sensitive, right? A little sensitive to water. You're a little sensitive to BBC reports on Brexit. Then um, I want to check the airlines because obviously during the holiday periods, there was a lot of weather across the United States. So I checked in on some of my, my airliner reporters, uh, companies that, you know, obviously do research. Uh, Morgan Stanley and others are planning to exchange uh, to compete with the NYSE and the NASDAQ. That's kind of interesting. So picked up the Wall Street Journal today. And, you know, when you buy and sell stocks, you typically do it through ICE, uh, which is a New York stock exchange, publicly traded. Um, NASDAQ, NDAQ, also out there. And again, trading stocks, uh, it's become more and more cheap in the last 40 years to the point that you can do it for free on an app like Robinhood, which is just crazy. So to see companies like Morgan Stanley want to get in the business, it's kind of, what's what's the point? Like, it's obviously about accumulating assets. 
but you're, you look at the business model and you go, but prices are coming out. That's right. You got to get bigger, faster, right? That's a good business lesson learned. Um, according to Reuters this morning, uh, Google is being investigated over antitrust issues with Turkey. Now, I'm not going to look at Turkey and go, oh my gosh, you know, that's such a big economy. That's going to destroy companies like Google. But again, it's it tells you like that's to me a good sign to be investigated for a monopoly if you could handle it well. 2018 was not the best year of public relations for Facebook or Google. Um, Apple slipped hard um, in the last three months of the year. So, how these companies deal with you know obviously being in the crosshairs of politicians, it's it can give you a buying opportunity. But to be investigated over antitrust tells you that you know you're pretty dominant at what you do. And if you're an investor, that's typically a good thing. So CBS let go of a CEO after they let go of their last CEO. It's been a tumultuous time at CBS. Now that's company specific. You tend to look for four things. You tend to look for the environment, and you can just call it maybe the interest rate environment. Are we economically growing? Or are we seeing inflation? Then you look for the sector. With CBS, you're looking at big media companies. And 2018 was a year where there was a lot of mergers. Disney and Fox, holy mackerel, right? That's a big one. So CBS, they have to do something with Viacom, but you're now starting to see less moon vest was a problem. I feel bad. I feel like I just called him a problem and being a sexual predator and calling women into his office to service his needs. Probably more than a word problem, right? But you went from Les Moonves to another CEO, and he's out. So, yeah, so on one hand, you look at the economy, and you go, the economy's going good in the U.S. for now. And then you look at the, the, the sector, and like these companies are trying to emerge and acquire each other. That's good. That's good. Um, CBS has assets, right? And then you look at the company, and you go, this company's a mess. Two CEOs in the last 12 months, including some highly publicized scandalous uh, materials with their CEO, Les Moonves. So that tells you, like, do you want to get involved? So you're seeing that I'm slowly getting back into the swing of things as far as investing goes uh, and what the thesis for 2019 is going to be or isn't going to be. Um, I'm patient. And patient, I think, pays off. Um, I buy great companies. I try to you know, practice that. There's times when I get into trouble. Like um, I was just taking a look. Let me, let me show you how Rob Black gets into trouble. I was taking a look at um, a price target this morning being lowered, a company called Vonage. And 10, 15 years ago, we were talking about Vonage, ticker symbol VG. 10, 15 years ago, let's keep that part important. And you're going, to, you're going to be able to place phone calls through the internet, and you're going to basically be able to tell uh, Verizon or AT&T, shove it. We don't need your service no more because we can do it all through the internet. And there was companies like 8x8. Um, there were some smaller companies, FIVN, TWLO, that all stand to win from this great story 10, 15 years ago when you're going to go into Best Buy and pick up a Vonage adapter and your phone would be, your internet would be your phone and your phone would be like, wow, that's pretty cool. Voice over internet protocol, VoIP. And this is where I get myself into trouble. Sometimes I go, pretty cool. I like, the, you know, the new video games, maybe the new hot actor or actress. Like, I, I'm, I like shiny things. I, I, I know. But that's old Rob Black. New Rob Black likes consistency. New Rob Black likes finding companies that have been around that are great. And on occasion, I add a little bit of spice. 
But if I added cayenne pepper to every meal I made, well, let's just say you wouldn't want to follow me into the restroom. You can't have that much spice. I'm going to be doing a big event coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. That's coming up. Wow. First one of the new year. That's obviously going to be a good one because we're going to be talking obviously about investing and 2019 and what to expect and Trump and a lot of action. You know, again, interest rates huge with the price uh, tied to mortgages and housing. And people feel their house is at all-time high. They, they go out and spend money. They can always count on that piggy bank in their mind. So 2019 is going to be interesting. We'll talk about interest rates. We'll talk about 2017 tax reform. You know, this time last year, we were talking about tax cuts and like how exciting it was and the stock market, you know, rang up and ran on it. Uh, Social Security. But again, uh, Elks Lodge, Palo Alto, January 24th. Uh, good event, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. And I'd love to see you there, especially if I haven't seen you before. Putting names to faces, uh, awesome. Drop me an email, Rob at Rob Black Show. Check out the seminar at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. This is one of those kind of happy songs that doesn't really suit me terribly well because I'm kind of not a happy guy. Really? Which kind of helps the whole investment angle thing, because I've tried not to get emotional. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is rising today as investors digest a massive rally from the previous session. This is a weird time, because I've taken time off, and I haven't made any moves. A lot of professionals take time off at this time of year. But now we're getting back, and now we're like, okay, let's, let's read up on our research. Let's see what's out there. What's going on? What's the environment? What's the temperature? Um, so first five trading days of 2019 kind of gives you the whole feel of what 2019 could be like. It doesn't always work out that way, but if it's a negative start, it tends to be a negative year. If it's a positive start, it tends to be a positive year. So it kind of tells you, what are we setting up for? What are, what's the playbook? President Trump tweeted on Sunday that weakness in the Chinese economy gave Beijing an extra incentive to work towards a resolution. And his, you know, he, he went on to say, I think China wants to get it resolved. Their economy is not doing well. So you head into conversations like that. Maybe, maybe not the best thing in the world, right? Uh, your economy is weak. Therefore, you're going to do what I want you to. That's just crappy negotiating. That's just not nice. Uh, in my opinion, so we're dealing a little bit with that. Then uh, we're also dealing with mergers and acquisitions right now at the start of the year. Um, again, a lot to really try to digest and, and understand. Uh, during the vacation period, I, I went and I saw some trees and um, went to the mountains. And um, it, it's not lost on me that, you know, sometimes when you drive through the mountains, these are the, the cities, the paradises that get ravaged in wildfires. So one of the, I think the email that stood out to me as the most interesting last year was the man who owned PG&E. And he went out of his way to tell me he owned a lot of it. And he went out of his way to say, it's my retirement. I've been working for the company for 30 years. I've been buying the stock for 30 years. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what about other stocks? Utility stocks used to be orphan and widow stocks. And I hope that's not offensive. 
Um, but you felt like your mother could own a utility stock and get a nice little dividend and get it better than the bank. Not going to get her into a lot of trouble. But PG&E has gotten a lot of people in a lot of trouble. It's a disaster today for PG&E shareholders. California Utility is saying that their fines, their penalties, their punitive damages for the wildfires in California in 2018 could hit $30 billion. And that doesn't include the penalties, the fines, or punitive damages. The utility is considered bankruptcy protection for some or all of its businesses. Stock's down 22% today. And if you take a look at PG&E through the years, it's had a bad ride. I remember in 2000 when I got to the Bay Area, there was something called rolling blackouts. And I'm like, are you kidding? Businesses have to shut down their electricity. Yeah, and keep in mind, I work in radio. So I knew there was a problem with the electricity industry and and its customers, and I won't invest in a company like a PG&E. They've gone into bankruptcy once. They're trying to go into it now a second time. Uh Uh-uh. Shame on me. Shame on you twice. Whatever the saying is, the whole twice thing, just not good enough for me. So when you take a look at the stock and you see how far it's fallen, you may get tempted and say, well, it's a utility company. They're not going to go bankrupt. They didn't go bankrupt last time. They came out of bankruptcy. They came out. If you invested in the company in bankruptcy, it did very well. If you have the courage to invest in a company that's teetering on bankruptcy and liability issues, good for you. Um, Stock's got a 52-week low of 18, 52-week high of 50, and it's currently at 19. So I get the draw. I get it. But... The guy, the email that really stuck out was the guy who said, I'm all in. It's my whole retirement. What should I do? I'm like, don't talk to a radio guy about what you should do. Talk to a CFP. Come to a seminar. Learn about diversification. Learn about asset allocation. I mean, what a, <clears throat> what a mistake going all in. And on some levels, it worked out for him, but he would have been better with diversification. So, yes, he can hit a home run with Facebook, but if Facebook hits massive government uh, regulation, you may, you may regret not diversifying. So there's risk in everything, and you know, a, a fire risk to you, the consumer. Yeah, your house can burn down, and you can, you know, get you're still alive, but you lost all those memories, and you know, you have the memories, but you lost the physical proof of the memories, the photos and stuff. Yeah, but think about the massive ramifications. The report on PG&E today says bankruptcy protection for some or all of its businesses. It's facing a big fourth quarter charge related to liability for fatal fires. Um, last count, 86 human beings lost their lives in the fires. Now, what value do you put on a human being? I could tell you my brother Dave is a, was a personal injury attorney. And at one point in time, I got rear-ended. And he goes, well, you went to the hospital because that night I tightened up. That day I was fine. But that night I tightened up. My muscles tightened. So I was like, I was freaked out. And he said, that's probably about a $4,000 claim neck strain. I'm like, well, are you telling me that if I died, it would be, yeah, oh, yeah. My brother Dave said, if you ever hit a person in a car accident or put in a reverse and kill him, I'm like, what? And his his thought process was it's cheaper if someone dies than if they're maimed and injured for their whole life. So you have to start thinking about that. And of course he's kidding. Of course he's kidding. But that's the financial ramifications that you're dealing with here. 
um, before you get through the 89 humans, and then you go through all the cars that were lost and all the houses that were lost and all the property that were lost and all the animals that were lost and all the businesses that shut down. PG&E is in trouble. Um, I don't like playing that game. But again, could you get a massive home run on it? Yeah, you absolutely could. Will PG&E be in business in 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Yes, I do believe that they will. Um, it's really, really tough to say California is going to live without electricity. You see, are you with me against me? Elsewhere out there, I know you're saying, this is fun. Start of the New Year is fun. It kind of is. So U.S.-China war, trade war, Beijing says both sides have expressed a desire to hammer out a deal. Start getting that out there. That should help the markets today, tomorrow, rest of the year. It, but again, it could change. Trump's losing his ability to stamp out a legacy with a divided Congress. He's going to have to be tough. And is that good for the markets or bad? We'll find out. Eli Lilly's buying Loxo Oncology for about $8 billion on a bet on cancer. Loxo Oncology, a small company that just got taken out at a premium price. Premium of 68%. Now, here's the weird part about LOXA. They're developing a pipeline of targeted medicines focused on cancers that can be detected by genomic testing. You know, 23andMe, if you let them, they'll you know pass on your information, resell your information. Information like genetically, are you, you fill out forms, like is cancer in your family? And they could start figuring out the math of it, right? So what's interesting is cancer's big business. And I know nothing about the biology or the chemistry or the science of cancer. I can look at the financials and tell you, whoa, this is a big move by Eli Lilly. They're obviously saying cancer is not going away. Cancer is something that we can charge a premium for. People want to save their lives. Doctors want to save their lives. Doctors want to make more money. So you got to get something with a big fat margin in it, something tied towards genetic mutations, cancer, ding, 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 right? So... Bristol-Myers Squibb last week announced plans to buy Celgene for $74 billion. And this week, Eli Lilly is buying Loxo Oncology. If I were to say there's a trend there, hey, it's biotech companies, right? But you just said you don't know anything about biotech companies. I don't. I don't know if your treatment for cancer is going to be better than the guy next to you's treatment for cancer. I don't know, you know, I don't know which way to look at a microscope, right? You have to know your weaknesses. But I will say this. If stocks are getting bought out at 60% premium, 68% in this case, you may want to play an index. If you've never owned a biotech index, you know, the guy who owned just PG&E, if you've never owned something other than PG&E, biotech's kind of exciting. Keep in mind the healthcare industry, obviously, you can go invest in hospitals or you can invest in healthcare insurance companies. I assure you that the insurance companies seem to be out to, how shall we not say, always give the best customer service. And that's the cynic in me, right? Or you can invest in biotech of healthcare, or you can invest in the pharmaceutical of healthcare, or you can invest in the retail, like a CVS of healthcare. But I assure you, as I'm getting older, I'm getting chunkier. I'm puffy. That's not good for my health. Um, And I I may push off healthcare decisions, but in the end, I'm just going to spend more. Get your teeth cleaned every year, because in the end, uh, one bad tooth is very expensive. I know, I know. Get your teeth cleaned twice a year, (laughs) right? 
So that's out there. Costco is opening up a $440 million chicken farm to escape America's chicken monopoly. We've talked a lot about monopolies today and owning the, the, the board and how that's good for companies like Google if they can get around regulations. It's good for Facebook if they can get around regulations. So Costco's opening up a $440 million chicken farm. Isn't that funny? Don't you think of Costco as the place where you get like 100 rolls of toilet paper? And now you're now they're in a farming business. Anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up in Palo Alto on the 24th. You can sign up for it at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. It's in Palo Alto at 6.30. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. I believe 2019 has some positive play potential because the ending of 2018 just felt rushed. It felt like there wasn't a playbook for the panic. Of course, there was higher interest rates. Of course, there was trade war with China. But some of those things can stop or slow or reverse. Blackstone is a research company that obviously is tied towards billions and billions and billions of dollars. They're an investment company. They have an investment strategist who comes out and he, he talks, you know, forecast. Now, again, that's that's first and foremost, that's a commercial. Everyone you see on CNBC, it's kind of a commercial, right? All the guests, they're not going there for their good health. They're going there to say, hey, I work at this company and this is what we think. We're smarter than you. Come work with us is the implied message. But Blackstone has a pretty good history of being more right than wrong. And they think that for the S&P 500, they see up 15%. And they just don't see a recessionary environment. And I, I kind of agree. The jobs numbers are too good right now. Now, again, when job cuts happen, then maybe the market will have already moved lower. Maybe it'll say, we saw that coming. Ha ha, gotcha. But Blackstone's saying that you know they're telling their clients to put money to work over the next several weeks as the volatility has created an opportunity. And they're, they're very clear. They say, we like materials. We like industrials. We like technology. We like energy. They're the most beaten down. They're the most on sale. Oil prices are finding a bottom. And as they do, the stocks will as well. So we've been in a bull market. The trade war is going to get resolved. Interest rates are going to slow this year, maybe go sideways. Um, is the hope, uh, if you're trying to create the perfect environment, China and the United States have an incentive to get a deal done. It's not working out really for either country. So there's a lot going on out there, and I like it. Now, when there is a negative environment, I like to take a look at what we might do to take advantage of that. You know, when you see an analyst at BlackRock say, we th- see things as really beaten down in oil. That's your. That's not your tell, but that's telling you that he's trying to cut some of the risk out there in the portfolios. Now, one of the companies that I obviously own, Apple, um, Netflix, Facebook, uh, the big tech companies of the Bay Area, they had the biggest stories last year. And watching the Golden Globes, if you are a Golden Globes watcher, um, it was kind of weird. It shows you how much media is out there. And it shows you that some companies are getting it right. Netflix won five Golden Globes. Five Golden Rings. They won five Golden Globes for the Comiskey Method and Roma. Now, I know Roma is some sort of black and white. It's winning 
praise from directors. It's very artsy. But I'm the Kaminsky method. What the heck is that? Like, I, so shows are now winning Golden Globes that we don't even hear of. So Netflix, their strategy is to go after high quality stuff. And you know, the Sandra Bullock movie, they say Bird Box. They say 45 million people watched the movie, or 45 million people started the movie. They don't tell you how many people ended it. It's pretty stupid. <clears throat> but. Um, you know, this is going to be a big year for Netflix. I look at 2019, <clears throat> we're going to see Disney make a move as they're really going to say, hey, we got Disney content. We're going to pull Disney content from Netflix. We're going to do what you do. Let's see how you fare. So Disney is going to pull money or they're going to leave money on the table because they're going to start their own service. And Netflix pulls in five Golden Globes. And that's a good thing because the Kaminsky method, which I've never heard of until it won awards. It may be something that I go, you know, hey, I'm snowed in. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a chance on this. I heard it. I heard it was good because of the Golden Globes. So, <clears throat> a lot of licensed programming is gonna be leaving Netflix, and how they stand on their own is how much the big deals and content do they strike. They've been hitting home runs. Um, so original content is something we've all learned about. ABC, NBC, CBS. I think used to be kind of a little on the lazy side. And we had horrible shows like Two and a Half Men. Now it's it's thought like, how, what do we have to do to hit a blockbuster? Um, you got to get the story out there, so you have to have quality. So Netflix reportedly is giving a hundred million dollars to keep Friends. I know you're saying Friends, that old TV show. Yes, that's what a franchise can do for you, and that's where the stickiness comes. Amazon Prime Video had, you know, they, they won a couple Golden Globes. It's always funny to see Jeff Bezos at award shows. You're, you're thinking, aren't you the CEO who's building a Death Star behind the moon? Aren't you the guy who's going to destroy the world? Jeff um, Bezos is watching they you. They won another award for the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which, again, best actress. I've heard nothing but great things. I may get to it one day. Right now, I just don't. Um, someone won for a very English scandal, and I was like, okay, <clears throat> Down the road. Is that something I'll, I'll pick up? So HBO used to be a dominant player at these award shows. Now there's more competition. So I'm looking forward to 2019 for both Netflix, Amazon, and I'll probably say Apple as well. I'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, but to me, it's going to be a good year to watch the tech stocks um, in large part because they kind of got thrown under the bus last year. One analyst sees 20% upside this year to Amazon for the sole reason, not because they got margins, not because they got revenue, not because they got sales, but because they may pull something out of their out of their playbook and get into healthcare or get into something a little different. So that's what we're looking forward to in 2019. Stories. Figuring them out, getting you in front of them. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Big event coming up in Palo Alto on the 24th. It's a retirement and income planning seminar with a big splash 2019. And what the heck is going on with these markets? Sign up for the event January 24th, 6.30 to 8.30 at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.